Hello, everyone. Welcome to our broadcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation on transformation, and we'll be discussing the topic of empowerment. Well, you know, that just really means that God's presence dwells richly in you and that everywhere you go, God goes with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's being empowered, knowing that God's presence and the wisdom of Holy Spirit goes with you wherever you go. I love that and know really that when I go somewhere, I trust my angels are encamped around me. And I believe that God has taken me everywhere that I'm supposed to be empowered to go. Everywhere my foot steps, he's gone before me and prepared the way. That's exactly the way the Bible predicted the early church that was so successful in their mission of transformation. It simply says their validation was the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles. Wherever they showed up in their homes, in school, the marketplace, at the synagogue, at the temple, wherever, fishing, wherever they were, the manifest, it says where two or three were gathered, there he was in their midst, the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the manifest presence and unusual miracles in a very significant way. Today, you're going to hear a great testimony from a young man named Chris Driver. And he recently came through Seven Springs, the recovery ministry here, and his life was absolutely transformed. You're going to be blessed as you see his story. Watch it, be blessed, and then we'll be back. I'm Chris Driver, and this is my testimony. Growing up in the culture I was in, um, alcohol and drugs were pretty much a regular basis in my home. So I started using pretty early, started drinking, smoking marijuana, uh, taking pills probably around the age of 16, 17. You know, this continued all the way up until my late 40s. Um, I never felt like that I had a problem, you know, because I was married, I was raising my kids, I worked every day, paid my bills. Um, then one Sunday morning, I just poured me a glass of vodka with a splash of orange juice. And my daughter was watching cartoons and I said, I love you, baby. And she's kind of shrugged and said, uh, you know, I love you too, dad. And I said, well, why did you say it like that? And she said, oh, no, no reason. And I said, no, you know, tell me because I want my kids to be able to tell me anything. And she said, well, dad, if I do, I'm just afraid you're going to get mad. And I said, sweetheart, I won't get mad. And she said, well, dad, if you were to die today, I wouldn't know what it's like to have a real dad. And I said, well, honey, why are you saying that? And she said, well, because, you know, you're, you're drunk all the time. And, you know, so at that point in time, I realized that I actually do have a problem, that I wasn't just hurting myself, that it was really affecting my family. And uh, that's one of the worst things that you can hear from, you know, one of your children. I went and poured out my vodka poured out all my Xanax, made an effort to quit drinking that day. This was on a Sunday. And by that Wednesday, uh, I was in the ER. I was in uh, full-blown DTs withdrawal. Um, Actually had to be put into a medically induced coma and intubated. Um, 73% of the people that go through what I went through as bad as I was don't make it. And I always thought to myself, you know, I'll never be one of these guys that are in rehab or, you know, doing all that crap. And, you know, I decided to change my life. And um, I come to Seven Springs, Word Alive, you know, got in the book, um, met some good friends, some good staff. And uh, every day was a struggle, you know, it, it's hard. It really is. But uh, I stayed committed to it. 
And, um, you know, now I have my family back, um, respect for my children, my wife. The most important thing is, is I respect myself now. I can actually look people in the eyes and uh, not feel ashamed of, of uh, what I may have done the night before or the day before. For what little bit we give to be here, I promise you that they give so much more. I mean, you know, you can't put a price on what the, this, this place has done for me and for my family and for my life. A lot of people say, oh man, this is just a business, you know. You know, they're just worried about, you know, the business end of it, they don't really care. I say, well, you're right about one thing, it is a business, but they do care and they're in the business of saving lives and restoring your life. And if you'll just sit back and let this program work for you, you know, it'll, it'll happen. Since I've been here, I've had court cases dismissed uh, because of my progress in the rehab. I'm about to graduate and I get to go home a free man to my family and the man that they always knew that I could be. You know, if you're out there struggling with drugs, alcohol, whatever your DOC is, you know, don't feel like you're less of a person or a man or woman, you know, to ask for help, it's okay. Um, I know that's hard to do sometimes, but I promise you it's worth every bit of it. Chris just so moves me every time he sh I hear his story about how he became empowered to overcome his addiction, and now his family has been totally transformed. That's empowerment. That's exactly what you saw right there in front of you. He was empowered to overcome. He was empowered to move on. He was empowered to let go. He was empowered because he knew, well, he knows who he is. He knows where he's going, and he is really living that life by the empowerment, the presence of the living God. We want to thank you so much for considering engaging with us in this transformation community where lives like Chris can continually be transformed and empowered, but also where sons and daughters can be raised up across the globe to bring about transformation in whatever their assignment is. And so you can simply uh, sign up and be part of a free email to come into your inbox each and every day, uh, which will give you encouragement, testimonies, and resources available to help you walk in your assignment, your identity, and your fulfillment. But then also there's a free of charge four-week discipleship course on transformation, PDF videos that you can acquire to for yourself or to share with those in your sphere of influence in the discipleship process of transformation. Uh, of course, points of light. These are those that, de that decide to dedicate your home, your business, uh, your sphere of influence, your coffee shop, where you hang out at, as a place of light, as a point of light where you're an open portal of heaven. We can teach you and train you how to do that and shift the spiritual atmosphere over your territory. And last but not least, you can give. Uh, we believe in honoring the Lord with our substance, the first fruits of our increase, our tithes, our offerings. You can align with us and continue to see transformation go uh, from here to around the world. Our vision is to be an epicenter of transformation to the world. And so today we're continuing our journey and we're talking about empowerment. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring you a teaching here in just a moment. Do you have some uh, additional words for empowerment, Beverly? Well, I think that as long as we can just understand that Jesus is in the process of reconciling everything to himself, that's Colossians 1.20, and that is the act of restoring everything, which is Acts 3.21. So he is restoring us and reconciling us to himself so he can empower us to do exactly what Kent just said, to go out 
and to really make his presence known and made manifest. Our friend, Dr. Ed Silvoso was with us recently, who is the kind of the father of the message of ecclesia and that concept, He's written a brilliant book about it. But he was talking about uh, the scripture in Corinthians that talks about be reconciled to God. And of course, we've always lived with that concept of right. We're reconciled to God through the cross, through the blood, which is, yes, true. But we have to realize Paul was writing to the church, not to those outside the church when he was talking about be reconciled yeah. to God. And if you go on and read that, the, the process of reconciliation, it says God was in Christ, not just you, not just us, but God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And we realize that God's great love for the world is the reason that he birthed the church. So you and I could be used as agents of transformation with the power of the Holy Spirit to see people's minds and hearts open up to the concept, you're already forgiven. You're already saved. You're, you're already, already blessed. You're already reconciled. You just don't know it. And God wants to use us through the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles to see that accomplished. So watch our teaching on this term empowerment, and then we'll be back to pray with you. Hello, welcome to session three in our transformation course, Experiencing Supernatural Change. In week one, we talked about identity. In week two, we've talked about alignment. And today we'll be talking about empowerment. Let's go back just for a moment. We'll use the workbook and let's look at identity at the main idea that I'll read from the workbook. The main identity is my uniqueness is a gift from God himself. I matter because of who I am more so than anything I do. The impact I make on the world is an overflow of who I am. Now, hopefully you've taken the assessment of the redemptive gifts and you've begun to understand why you were created and how uniquely you are designed. Make sure and use the QR codes because these take you to valuable information that help you in the process. In session two, the main idea alignment is simply the second step in my transformation is to move into alignment with the kingdom of God, specifically by leveraging our two most important resources, time and money. I hope you were blessed by that session and I hope you're beginning to find that alignment. Just like we talked about the magnet, everything's inside you. All it has to do is be aligned. Today, we talk about empowerment. This is one of my favorite subjects in the course because I believe it's one of the most misunderstood about what the church actually is. We're gonna be talking about that today. We're gonna be talking about the word ecclesia, which is actually the original Greek word for church. But first of all, I wanna give you an example example. Some of you may, maybe have seen a policeman at times and they're out directing traffic and they take their hand and they, you know, put it forward like this and literally it will stop an 18 wheeler truck just by the motion of their hand. Now we all know and realize that that policeman's physical hand doesn't have the power to stop an 18 wheeler truck. But the reason the truck stops is he recognizes, the driver recognizes what that hand represents. It's not the hand that literally stops the truck, it's the authority that comes behind the hand. And that's what we wanna talk about today, the authority of the power of the ecclesia. In Matthew 16, Jesus said something very interesting. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now that word church, Jesus only mentioned twice in the whole of his teachings. He never told anybody how to build one, never told anybody how to plant one. And amazingly, 
out of that message in Matthew 16, the church as we know it has grown and evolved. But when you go back to the original root of what Jesus meant, it is very enlightening. You know, the word radical is actually not to do something new and different. It comes from the root word radic, which means root. It's to go back to the original intention. And so when we go back to the original intention of the word church, it's actually a Greek word, ecclesia. Why is this so important? The reason Jesus didn't have to explain to his followers how to build a church or, or how to grow a church or how to plant a church is because they were very familiar with the term ecclesia. Ecclesia was not a church term, was not a spiritual term, had nothing to do with the temple or the synagogue. It was actually a governmental term. Palestine was a territory that Rome, the whole nation of Rome had sent what was called an ecclesia, a called out group of people were sent from Rome to Palestine. Their mandate was to cause the will of the emperor or the will of the king of Rome to be established in that territory. And in a very short amount of time by the military backing and the uh, power of Rome, their military and economics, this group called the Ecclesia was able to cause all of Palestine to look just like Rome. So when Jesus is pronouncing his kingdom is coming, his church is being built, he says something powerful. He said, I will build my Ecclesia. In other words, just like Rome sent a group of committed, called out individuals to a territory to transform that territory, Jesus said, I will build an Ecclesia and the very gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we realize the word church or the term church as ecclesia is not a spiritual term or what we've known as a, as a gathering even. It is a power term. It is a governmental term that you and I have spiritual authority in the kingdom of God to not only experience transformation, but to be a transformational agent in our spheres of influence. This is the shift that we have to make because Jesus goes on in this very passage and said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the kingdom jurisdictional authority that you and I have been given by the ecclesia. I love what the, the workbook says is the main idea of empowerment. It says, I take the values of the kingdom with me everywhere I go. The church isn't a place. The church is a people. We don't go to church. We go as the church. And when we make this paradigm shift and realize that in God's kingdom, Jesus has given us spiritual authority to expand his transformational movement in all our spheres of influence, it changes everything. No longer do I just go to church to hear preaching or go to church to be inspired and be encouraged, but I realize I am the church. Jesus actually commissioned us as the church. There's two commissionings, Mark 16 and Matthew 28. In Mark 16, he says, those that believe shall lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, baptize those in my name, those that are being saved. But in Matthew 28, it's even more expansive. He said, you will disciple nations. Yes, the whole plan of the kingdom of God is not just personal transformation, but that you and I, through the authority that's been given to us by Christ himself, we would have the authority to expand the transformation of God's kingdom, even to the point where nations 
will be transformed. Nations will be saved. This is the power of the ecclesia. What validates you and I as the ecclesia is unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus. That's why in Matthew 18, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of you. And that's all spheres of influence. Our home is an ecclesia. Our business is an ecclesia. Our school can be an ecclesia. Our career can be an ecclesia. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. And he goes on to say, whatever you would ask in my name, I will do it for you. And again says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When you see this shift in the Bible, Acts 18 and 19, we see Paul shifting outside the church into the marketplace where he begins to move as a tent maker in the marketplace because of his influence in culture. The next thing you know, it says in two short years, all of Asia had heard the word of God. This is the powerful transformational agent of the ecclesia. We are called not just to escape this world, but to literally leaven this world, leaven it with the, with the power of the kingdom of God, leaven the dough of society, if you will, and allow God's kingdom to come and manifest now. Jesus said, pray this way, not thy kingdom go, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it's being done in heaven. Most of us in a Western mentality, especially, we viewed the church more of a traditional way and that we gather people out of the world into a safe place. Let me give you an example. It's kind of like a refrigerated ship. So our churches are like refrigerated ships and our our thinking, our, our goal, our, our mission is to get people, you know, the, the Christian symbol of the fish is to get people saved out of the world and into the church and to hold them in the church and just keep them safe and keep them clean until one day the big refrigerator ship from the heavens will come, get all the fish in one ship, take us all back to heaven and we'll live in the big aquarium forever with Jesus. Well, if that was true, then at baptism, we should have just held each other down and just bypassed the ship and gone straight to the big aquarium. Why? That's never been the mission of the church. The mission of the church has never been to just hold people in a safe place and bring us out of culture into a, a, a safe place to keep us safe. I'll just go on record by saying Jesus did not die to make us safe. He died to make us dangerous. He said, for this purpose I have come that I might destroy the works of the devil. Acts 10, 38, it says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. That is the mission of the church. We're not just to be in a safe environment in a church. We're to be a powerful force of transformation in the earth. I believe that's what God is calling you and I to. And he will validate us with unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus. When you pray, God will answer. When you pray, unusual miracles will occur. There's five paradigm shifts we have to make in shifting into this new place. A paradigm shift is like a new pair of glasses. It's not seeing something that wasn't there before. It's actually something that's always been there, but now you can see it clearly once you have a paradigm shift. There's five paradigms that we need, need to shift as we make, make this move. Number one, 
Jesus does not just save individuals, He saves nations. This is Matthew 28. We are called to disciple nations. Number two, the marketplace, business, government, education, the marketplace has already been redeemed. Luke 19.10, Luke Jesus said, I didn't come to seek and save those who were lost, but that which was lost. All of culture has been redeemed by Christ. All we have to do is use the keys of the kingdom and reclaim that and go against the gates of hell and bring the harvest into the king. Third paradigm shift, our work is worship. Colossians says, whatever we do, we do it as unto the Lord. What we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is much more important than what we just do on Sunday. Church is the power of the ecclesia as we move into our spheres of influence. Fourth, Jesus said He would build the ecclesia. All we have to do is use the keys. We use the keys to unlock the kingdom for people so that they can see there's a different way to live. There's a better way to live. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. The workbook says very clearly, our citizenship is in heaven. And so, yes, we're on the earth. We're, we're on this planet and we're in this world, but we're not of the, wor we're of the world. Our citizenship is from another place. And the whole purpose of the ecclesia is to bring the rule and power of God's kingdom to the earth. And last, number five, we are to eliminate systemic poverty. Jesus said so powerfully, he said, the anointing's on me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to heal those who are hurting, to open prison doors to those who are in prison. You know, on that last big day, it says in Matthew 25, when Jesus returns and builds his kingdom on the earth, his question will be to us. He said, are you on the right or on the left? And the way we qualified, isn't it interesting? He said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you looked after me. And they said, Lord, when did we do it to you? He said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. There's a transformation happening right right now through the five paradigms of what the ecclesia is called to be. I believe we're headed for one of the most amazing moves of the Holy Spirit we have ever seen upon the earth. We are being transformed right now. There is a reformation happening in our age that we're living in that we see church differently, we do church differently, and we step into the power of who we were designed and created to be. Think about it, the early church with no Bible, no buildings, no technology, no printing press, no media, no Bible, as I already mentioned, were able to turn the world upside down. Why? They understood the power of the ecclesia. And so I hope today you're gleaning from these concepts. Now there's QR codes here in the workbook. Make sure and look at the past messages that we've preached on this subject. It's a, there's a depth of conversation you can have, but just know there's something happening where the Holy Spirit wants to empower you to be the church in a way we've never done it before. And so I just want to take a moment right here in the middle of this course and just pray for the impartation of Holy Spirit. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that those of us that are engaging in the ecclesia are receiving fresh revelation. Our eyes are being opened. The power of the gospel is being unveiled to us in a way we've never seen it before. Paradigm shifts are taking place and you're empowering us afresh with the power 
power of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, you said you would build your ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it in Jesus' name. I release the blessing of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the commissioning, if you will, of the ecclesia in the earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I look forward to seeing you next session. Dive into the QR codes. Study this particular session within depth and do the uh, PowerPoints at the end. Answer the questions. Do the homework. God is going to do something supernatural as we step into the empowerment of transformation. This term ecclesia changes everything when we realize we're not just here to go to church, but we are the church. Right, and it was never about a building ever. That was the whole point. Jesus understood it's about the table. You're invited to the table. And I love, we were talking about this earlier, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, the church didn't even exist. The ecclesia didn't even exist at that particular juncture. There really were no scriptures. People didn't have access to that. It was the indwelling of Holy Spirit and the presence of God that compelled them into action as they were empowered going house to house to house, sharing what they understood to be the good news. It's great news. We have been reconciled. We have been forgiven. We are covered. We are hidden in Christ. We are His. And I think this whole message really should just inspire. It's one of the most inspirational messages to understand the work is already done. He loves us just like we are. He just likes us too much to leave us in that shape. <laughs> when you realize with no Bible and no building, the early church turned the world upside okay. down because of being empowered with the Holy Spirit, being validated by unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus. Beverly and I pray for you today. We pray that as you experience the revelation of the ecclesia, you are empowered. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants to use you as a vessel that he can flow through to transform people's lives. We just pray for a fresh infilling and a fresh empowerment of God's Holy Spirit as you are stepping into identity, as you're stepping into alignment, as you're stepping into empowerment now and ultimately fulfilling your assignment. We pray that sons and daughters of God are being raised up now by Holy Spirit to bring transformation to every sphere of society, business, education, government, arts and entertainment, that all spheres of society, according to Luke 19.10, he came to seek and to save that which was lost, not just those. We thank God for a revelation of a cosmic love of God for the world as we take the power and presence of Jesus into our spheres of influence. We bless you to do that now in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Amen, amen, and amen. Yeah. We want to invite you into this process once again, free of charge for this four weeks we're teaching about identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. You can get a hold of it free of charge, the videos in the PDF book. If you'd like an actual hard book, I love a hard book to write in. You can of course order one of those. There is a cost for that, but we'd love to see you step into this uh, confirmation of transformation in our transformation community as we continue to try to be a light to the world, fulfilling the great commission. We love you, we bless you, and we'll see you again.